We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last (laughs) few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, She's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient, I like to say. She's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something. But these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, She does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of uh, discomfort uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a, you know, she's has a high quality of life because of uh, we take good care of her over here. And these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products cap are THC free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know pancakes is always scared. Of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these. Look at that. Uh, I love they you have can enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www.gaiaprovides.com. And, and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you want to, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So guy provides bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet MGM. Simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento... I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 230. Whoa. Am I right? Are we at I don't know. Let's go with it. 230. Let's go with it. My name's Let's Turner Sparks. With me, Sir Michael Ira Kaplan. Uh, you can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram, turnersparks.com. Buy my album, Turner Sparks, live from the Friars Club. Go to my website. I'm going on tour later this year, September, October, November, all over the United States of America as long as there's not a fourth or fifth wave or whatever one we're on right now. So go get tickets to all those. I'll be in Las Vegas. I will be with Tom Rhodes. I'll be in. I'll be uh, totally open. I'll be in the Bay Area in Alameda, California, Alameda Comedy Club. I'll be at the Sacramento Punchline all over the place. Get tickets. Kaplan is K. You can find him at Cap in America on Instagram, on all social medias, platforms, Twitter, everything, Twitter and everything. What other one? What's besides everything? Twitter, uh, Peloton bike. My I'm a biker, Peloton biker. And uh, am I on Clubhouse or Parlor yet? I'm not, but I'm Parler. working on it. Is that still a thing? I think that's over, both of those. But 
I don't know if Parlor still exists. Uh, well, we'll have to do some recon. We'll do we'll fu- some re- for yeah. next week. We'll let for you next know. week. I'll get on them yeah. on the podcast today. Coming up in a few minutes, we have Oleg Denisov back on the show. He is our friend from Moscow, stand-up comedian, owner of the Steal the Show Comedy Club, SteelTheShow.net. Owner of a comedy club in Moscow, which we have vowed we will get to at some point and do a live show. We are from coming there when we're, when we're number one in Russia. Or number one in Crimea or number one in somewhere. We're going to be. Uh, or just, you know, I, we'll take Belarus. Belarus. The Poland. future Russia. We'll take whatever is needed, you know, for us to get there. Ukraine. But, or we'll just go. Who cares? Anyway, he'll be on in yeah. a minute. We're talking about Putin and all the things. So we we have him on. We have Oleg on about every 10 or 12 episodes because every yeah. 10 or 12, every two or three weeks, Putin does something insane. And we're like, well, we just had Oleg on two weeks ago. We can't have him back immediately. Yeah, and then wait we for wait, the next insane wait, thing. And we pile up all the insane things and then we do it. So we're doing it again uh, today. I can't wait to have him on and find out more about all the craziness. But Kaplan, before that, yeah, Patreon. Here's the mm. deal. We have more listeners than ever in the history of Lost in America. I'm Lost in America. Either yeah. listening to this show or viewing this show on YouTube, listening to us, viewing us on Twitch. Uh, but our listenership, our podcast listenership is higher than ever. Yet, we have the exact same. I think we have one less Patreon subscriber this month than we had last month. So we need to get those numbers up. I've thought of a new plan. I hope you got a new plan because right now I'm very disappointed in our in our freeloading listeners on Lost in America. Freeloading listeners? Bunch of ingrates is what Even if you don't like us, give us five bucks a month. You know, I mean, I, I you, you've I I'm sitting here in my kid's bedroom because I don't even have a podcast studio. But next I'm going to be homeless in two months. I don't have a Cap, job. Kaplan me- has a 76ers <laughs> mini hoop basketball net behind him. Yeah. He has a dartboard. He's in a child sports bar right now <laughs> waiting to do wait, because waiting on uh, to build a to build a comedy. I mean, a podcast studio. These other podcasts, you know. You got the Are You Garbage guys. They got enough money on Patreon to build their own podcast studio. Do you know that? That's how they got the money? I mean, That's, that's how they got, got the money. Unbelievable. Manhattan. They got real estate in Manhattan. So if you're a subscriber to them, cancel that subscription and give it to us. Don't you know. say, listen, I can't confirm this, but it might be in Trump's building where they're doing oh it. My God, so cancel. <laughs> I can't confirm. I don't know. Yeah. You know, who knows? But Sounds it's like in Manhattan. Stuff. So you do the math. We will not take your money and go into Trump's building. I promise you that. So <laughs> We won't do that. So p- patreon.com slash lost in America. We haven't even got to what we're giving them yet. For five bucks a month, you get us three extra times a week. Kaplan and I doing a half hour comedy show about, think of it, now everyone's going back to work. And even if you're not going back to work, you're going back to the gym because gyms are reopening. You need something to listen to on the treadmill. Plug us in, run down the block. You'll run faster. We, it's a high energy, full throttle podcast. You will run extra fast in that treadmill. You and here's the hurt. two pitches I'm giving you. Right now, we're at the 300 and something amount of dollars we make per month. Mm. Once we get to $400 a month, Kaplan and I are throwing, for all of our Patreon subscribers, a party at a yearly party. The first year is going to be at the Friars Club. We'll see how much money we lose. And then we'll, we might have to move it to McDonald's for year yeah. two. We'll but the Trump's first year is going to be at the Friars Club because we told them. So even if you don't like, if you, especially if you don't like us, give us five bucks. So we have to throw this party for our listeners. You'll bankrupt us. You can, if you hate us, we might go broke on this party and the podcast will be over. So that's a good way to. Yeah, it's the best off. deal for you. Yeah. And then also I'm adding this this week, Kaplan. And this Whatever. goes forever now. 100% money back guarantee. Whoa. How about that on Patreon? If you, it's five bucks a month, up to 20 if you love us. Drew Freilich, shout out. Thank you Great very man, much. Drew. Thank you. And a few other people, Brian Stewart up in Seattle. So it's five bucks a month. Uh, that's the lowest option, even up to 20. If you listen for one month and you cancel within the first month, I will mail you a $5 bill. I'll go mail. boomer on you. I'll put <laughs> cash in the mail and send it to you. To give you your money. Patreon won't give you that money back. And guess what? They take a portion They'll of it. They'll take so a cut. We'll, we'll lose money if you do that. We'll but. lose money, but I'll do it. 100% money back guarantee because I know you're going to love our Patreon show. I know you're going to get hooked and then you'll be in. It's, I was, yeah, I was going to say happiness guaranteed, but I know we got a lot of miserable listeners, so we can't do that. But let's go. I like this money back guarantee because it's a great product and you will go, you're going to send a real $5 bill. You're not going to like cut it into pieces or use it to wipe yourself or anything, right? You're doing the real thing. Real five dollars. Listen, Honest. if it was you, I know what you would do. <laughs> I would okay? do that. Yes, I would do pennies, five hundred pennies. But you're I'm going to send him a five hundred dollar bill. How about that? 
Five dollars. Okay. Great I mean, deal. a $5 bill. What did I say? <laughs> you just said 500 I think. I will not send you $500. But okay, let's get to Oleg. Here's the deal. Cap, what do you know about what's... Well, I'll start with what I know about what's going on with Putin. And then... Yeah. And I think there's a lot of issues we want to talk about today. We want to talk about uh, Navalny, Putin's... Um, well, first of all, go back and listen. We've had Oleg on episode 199, episode 211, episode 219... And now episode 230, we think. This might be 229. I haven't double checked. <laughs> he's our anyway, man in Russia, as the CAA would say. He's the guy we go to every time. He's yeah. our man in Russia. On 199, we talked about Navalny. Uh, Navalny is Putin's um, rival in politics. He had, he had just poisoned him and come back. Yeah, yeah Putin poisoned him because he didn't like having rivals. No, so Navalny was in a coma for a few months. In 211, we talked about how Russia hacked the United States, all of our tech companies with the solar winds and parts of our government with solar winds. On episode 219, we talked about Navalny came back. The, Rus- the Putin's rival came back to Russia after being put in a coma and they put, uh, jail. Sent they put him to- in jail after that. Yeah, and when he came back, he got sent immediately to jail. So now Navalny is on a hunger strike. He's in prison in Russia. Putin seems to be losing um, uh, momentum. His his numbers are down. His uh, popularity is down. Navalny's popularity seems to be skyrocketing while he's in prison. And Putin seems squeezed. And now he's lashing out. He's going after Ukraine. He's putting troops at the border of Ukraine. Maybe Maybe another invasion. But what I see is this all starts with Putin's, from what I can tell, Putin's uh, popularity numbers are down. And he has a new he has an election coming up in later this year. Which we don't know if those are a sham <laughs> cool. or not a sham. But either way, he's feeling squeezed. He's yeah. lashing out by pri- imprisoning his enemies and attacking other countries. And, he, and and he's not just imprisoning Navalny now. I saw he arrested Navalny's lawyer. They passed. They made a ruling in the court, I believe, where they're just basically if you're a, if you're an opposition party, they could call you an extremist. And throw you in jail for years if you're involved at all in Navalny's operation, even if you're just peaceful. So it seems like things are getting worse. Yeah. Oh, and then the last thing that Putin did. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he did a million things. But one more thing is between our last two episodes, he formally signed the paper to 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 make it so he can run for president again two more two more six year terms, so he can go twelve more years, making him like dictator for life, um, uh, president for life, should we say? That's only 12 more years. It's important. We're during a pandemic. We need a, we need a, which again, probably stems back to him needing to retain power. Okay. Oleg, how are we doing? Welcome to the show. Everybody. If you're in Moscow, go to the steal the show, steal the show.net, steal the show comedy club. Kaplan and I will be there relatively soon. As soon as we can make it. Oleg, welcome. How'd we do? Hi, uh, nice to be back. Thanks for having me again. Thank you for coming back. Um, so yeah, I mean, what you what you said as like uh, I just imagined if Putin was listening to us and you just you just going on and he's done so many things recently. Yes, so many things. And what's the recent thing that Putin has done? It was like a, we, we're like a little fan club of Putin. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh he would he like this. Stopped. Oh, he would be impressed. Yeah, he <laughs> I think he this. would be impressed. I think he would be like, oh. So we can we rebrand us as a Putin fan boy podcast? Oh, well, Maybe you wanted more... to become number one in Russia. So we'll get the oh, bots that way, right? This is the way to do it. Yeah, let's yeah. get the box. You'll definitely be you'll you definitely be number like number one in Crimea after this. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying just like because Putin sounds like us. He's a any press is good press kind of guy. Yeah. Any attention is good attention. So even yeah, if pretty much. even if we're saying even if we're saying we don't agree with what he does, just the fact that there's two Americans who even know what he does is probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For him, for him, it's good. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, I mean, what you what you were talking about? Yeah, it's 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 pretty accurate. Uh, like you know, on the whole, it's um, uh, it has been it has been getting like we we have this uh, especially the last two three weeks. It seems like it's getting kind of like tighter and tighter. You know, around everybody who is involved in any sort of like opposition like activity or just sympathizing, because uh, it all it's all happening at the same time. It's all happening at the same time. They're going after uh, independent journalism, going after uh, even the lawyers, uh, uh, like sort of like lawyers groups, which uh, are try- which are helping political prisoners and so on. And you know, like going after lawyers is usually not a good, like completely not a good way, n- not a good thing to do. Like it's usually not; it hasn't been done before. 
by Putin. Um, and uh, of course, the opposition itself, uh, you know, very soon uh, it looks like it will be, uh, well, basically illegal and, and, you know, prosecuted just if you uh, support or even donate money without actually doing anything to the opposition. But let's start, let's start with something, you know, like let's just continue the, the, the stories that we were doing like uh the last time you know I mean this Navarre, is going to be at some point this is going to be a a mini series a documentary <laughs> yeah, about a all the episodes we did with you along the way because we are telling the story of Russia w w month by month we're doing about once every two months so yeah let's continue from last time yeah uh, so as you see, like uh, what's it, like uh, I usually put a picture like behind me, like it's a picture of uh, the latest uh, protests, the latest protests, uh, which uh, happened during because uh, Navalny was on hunger strike. Uh, he was on hunger strike because he started uh, feeling bad, like he he got sick in 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 prison, and he uh, like there is a lawful right. Uh, of every citizen as to get uh, a doctor like from outside like a doctor if he pays for it like you know not like a prison doctor which is just as well he's some neurofen there you go like literally. you don't want Putin's <laughs> prison doctor I don't think if you're in <laughs> sounds like a bad idea he yeah, already that... fool me once shame on you fool that... me twice shame on me Je Jeffrey yeah, Epstein yeah. had Putin's prison doctor that did not work well so. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I was like, oh, this is this is neurofen. Usually they're red and not like white and not glowing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so yeah, so he did. Uh, yes, so he and he didn't. He was refused the this right. Basically, even lawyers could visit him like very like rarely and very kind of like sporadically. So uh, he went on a hunger strike, and he was, I think, on a hunger strike for over three weeks something like this um and uh yeah and he was telling all the like you know sometimes he would kind of like send his notes and the lawyers would publish it like in his like social media groups is like the you know like the the old uh time-tested ways of how you know the administration deals with people on hunger strike for example uh it's like not allowed to for example to, to have a barbecue in prison obvious i mean quite obvious i, I, I don't think even in american prison considering how important is barbecue for your culture. Yeah, you can't have a <laughs> barbecue. Only a if barbecue. you're a mobsters. I've learned from the movie Goodfellas. Mobsters can cook in prison and stuff and have a feast, but they don't even they can't barbecue. That's, that's no barbecues yeah, yeah. in Folsom prison. No. No. <laughs> so basically, thing. so basically what he was uh, what he was telling is like a, really like a time-tested thing that he like lawyers uh, uh, told him beforehand that this might happen if he goes on hunger strike and it really happened that when he was on hunger strike uh, he just sensed the smell of like chicken being barbecued and so he went to the like the yard or something and there were like the other inmates were barbecuing because somebody got them chicken to barbecue specifically to torture him to, yes oh, <laughs> wait so the other prisoners went out they get good chicken so um, yeah, so basically, yeah, I think I think the other prisoners are like fans of him now because of, you know, because of this. So if you're in prison, like, yeah, you want someone. You got to convince your cellmate to go on a hunger strike. <laughs> That's yeah, like, yeah. I think I think I think when he uh, when he stopped the hunger strike, they're like, oh no. Ah. <laughs> That's not like parent, by the way. I give my kids, if one of my kids is being really bad about something, I, I reward the other kid who's being okay. I'm like, here, you get ice cream. So <laughs> Kaplan treats his kids like prisoners. I'm a Russian parent, you call me. Have you tried doing this? <laughs> yes, I have, but I, I'm, I'm yeah. glad I know I have a philosophy. It's the Putin philosophy of parenting. So. <laughs> He loves the show even more now. <laughs> our, 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 our ratings are skyrocketing in yeah. Russia as we speak. When one of my kids is refused to eat dinner, I give the kid a feast. I give him a <laughs> pizza. And yeah, so basically, when he was on hunger strike for uh, like for about like two and a half weeks or something, uh, they organized this rally. Like, and 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 also one of the one of the other incentives behind kind of doing this particular rally that happened uh, like I think a week ago or something. Uh, one of the other things uh, was that uh, FBK, which is like the um, organization that Navalny founded, and it's the organization which produced basically all the films that he did, uh, and all, and uh, also it later became sort of like a network of like opposition. Like they're not registered as a party, but they coordinate like the opposition forces in 
Russian regions as well. So uh, it's all kind of one organization, even, even though, you know, legally it's not. So basically, um, they uh, put forward the law, with, uh, like, well, kind of like an action against FBK uh, that they become uh, extremist organization, you know, from now on. An extremist organization is like, well, basically the whole thing, there is a, uh, during Putin, Putin's rule, there was created a special uh, force uh, to deal with extremism. Uh, and like there is a special like um, law uh, which was also developed, uh, but it was used uh, chiefly, of course, to not deal with real extremists like terrorists or so on. But it's just with like the opposition movements which ah. uh, they don't like. Basically, well, it wasn't for Al Qaeda. It was for no, 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 of like the not. other yeah. political parties. They could just call them terrorist organizations, and then yeah, yeah. Well, for example, like Hamas. Uh, Hamas is the organization which has official meetings with Russian uh, like government. They don't consider officials. Hamas a, a terrorist organization. No, no. But they consider no. they're going to party. Well, like I mean ISIS, yes. I like, I read that ISIS was on this list and I read that the Jehovah's Witnesses were on this list. Randy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, what yeah. is what's the deal with that? I mean, yeah, I, I'll I tell you agree. this. <laughs> if you've ever lived in the suburbs, the Jehovah's Witnesses knocking on your door is an act of terrorism. I I, I have lived <laughs> in the suburbs, so I kind of so, agree. Yeah, like, Again, well, so Putin, you're doing a great job. What do they have in common like the ISIS and Jehovah's Witnesses? Yeah, one like knocks on your door and keeps you in constant terror and the other is ISIS. Anyway, so yeah, like uh, Hamas, for example, is in the Hezbollah, isn't is ISIS, is and now uh, the FBK is, well, basically it's already uh, put forward and one of the, one of the um, other um, important things about this whole process uh, is that they found a, a new way of um, well, making the, making this uh, proposals reality is they tr they make the um, the court they make the court hearing secret because uh, they say oh some kind of like state uh, like secret information is involved and therefore uh, it's uh, like the the court process the court hearing becomes a secret and only the lawyers have the um, right to see the materials uh, and they can't disclose it, of course, this information. And that's like the, 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 the mark of all the recent sort of processes that, that they're um, uh, now, uh, you know, like uh, the, the process with which they persecute the opposition recently. They just say, oh, it's like the secret, secret stuff. Secret and then trial. lawyers, yeah, yeah, it's like a secret trial, like there's no, no documents ever get disclosed and like, for example, so the lawyers can't can't uh, disclose what they've seen, but they can tell their opinion. For example, and Navalny's lawyers, for example, they're saying, well, of course, like we've seen the documents and there's nothing like nothing that we already didn't know. So there's no really secret information. But as you understand, nobody can actually prove it because nobody is allowed to, to see, see or to disclose it. <laughs> yeah. So, and Navalny's one uh, lawyer was arrested. So the people doing so, this have to. Well, here's my question lightly. is that. Navalny, if Navalny was kind of an independent actor or in America, if he was just some third party candidate, you can arrest that person and then not this would happen, but you not can America, arrest you can't. Well, no, I mean, no, no. I mean, say he's that person's in Russia, right? You right. can arrest that mm -hmm. person. Theoretically, you can arrest somebody and then they're gone. But the issue with Navalny is he also has. I mean, he he's like an entire infrastructure. He has uh, yeah. offices in what 37, 37 different places, offices. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Forty eight yeah, yeah. around the country. He has what is it? I don't know. Tons of people working for him in the thousands. So you would not only have to arrest him, which they did. You would have to. Wouldn't you have to then go arrest all the? Well, now they're trying to destroy the infrastructure as well, and it, it's working. Because if and you know nobody really doubts it that they will uh, be uh, considered extremists. Uh, and that means a lot of things. For example, I because I do like a monthly donation to, uh, well, of course, to the uh, FBK. I did until the this Valdez month. The party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, and I canceled this week, uh, like monthly thing. I just put like a sum, like a year ahead, like I paid them like a year and a ahead, ahead or something. Because if I'm donating them and they're extremists, that means I'm also, you know, I'm also doing unlawful yeah, things. Yeah, you're funding uh, 
It's yeah. like if Kaplan yeah. just started donating to ISIS. I mean, I've been, I had a monthly donation to the Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. it was. Like, it was like the Trump thing where I did it by accident. I somehow clicked so monthly. That's the problem with you coming to Russia, my friend. Yeah, I can never come. <laughs> my nanny was a Jehovah's Witness. Witnesses. <laughs> so, uh, and then, so then they have to, and they, sorry, Kaplan, go ahead. with the No, I was going to say, because they're basically, for the first time since the Soviet era, making like, being the opposition a criminal offense, right? That's what they're saying. So if you're, uh, well, if you're yeah, supporting I mean, the opposition. Don't, like, there's no official kind of like, there's no like uh, uh, sweeping sort of generalization there. Like you can't be in opposition, but the, you know, the, they just go after each individual organization uh, right. and they, uh, they always can say, oh, this is an extremist organization. This is not allowed. And they do the same with press as well. Cause one of the, uh, probably the most influential uh, uh, like media outlet of the last I don't know, five years or something, Medusa, it's called Medusa.io. Uh, they um, uh, were, were uh, declared uh, something like also a new like form of entity that they uh, recently um, kind of made a, made a thing. Uh, it, it's now considered foreign agent. For an agent is something like it's it's basically it's not decided in court. It's decided by one sort of like uh, like government office, and nobody really knows what, like what they based on judgment their judgment on. Uh, and for an agent, basically, it means that they get like some kind of financing from abroad, uh, but nobody really knows what it is. Just like and also they're not uh, they're not um, they're not uh, like banned from broadcasting you know or publishing in russia but uh that means that if they're foreign agent that means that on every uh, like bit of news that they publish every material that they publish they must have uh like a, a sign basically like a couple of sentences which says like this message is being like given to you by like a foreign agent blah blah oh, blah, yeah. blah blah and it has to be like a big like has to, the letters have to be two times as big as the text of the actual news. So a lot of organizations, or like for example, like human rights organizations, are already working up under this conditions. Uh, but of course, if it's a popular media, it's much worse because they actually, uh, even though their uh, office is based in, I think, Latvia, uh, but like all the money they get is from Russia, they're uh the, the businesses that they that publish adverts are russian businesses and they work for russian clients so of course uh this like if you're just a human rights organization and you know like people who donate donate to you will donate to you regardless yeah but if your business is literally like winning the you know winning the competition in the digital world and like half of your half of your you know output is just like this message is brought to you by <laughs> fucking yeah, foreign agent. You know, like this is a you know not realistic business model anymore. So now they kind of also switching to the direct uh, like support uh, kind of like a donation thing to compensate for the lack of you know like sponsor like advertisers. So the political opposition are being um, harassed or possibly arrested. And now the media is being taken, the opposition media is being taken down. Here's my question. Yeah. And I know one thing I've, we've learned Kaplan and I have learned through doing these episodes with you is that uh, Putin is not, he still has this, he still seems to like to have some idea or that he's uh, legitimately elected and is legitimately the leader and all that stuff, which is why, because the big question is always, why doesn't he just kill Navalny? You know, we tried. Obvi <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But now he has him in prison. I yeah. mean, like I understand. So the question is two questions. Why wouldn't he just kill him now just to get rid of him and move on? And number two, I know that you said these protests have been happening and they're, I've read they're bigger and bigger. Is it worse for Navalny for, for Putin? If you're Putin, is it better to have Navalny in prison or just let him out and hope it goes away or something? Mm. Well, no, that's the whole thing. Uh, you know, uh, he's, uh, he, I, it looks like he just hopes it goes away if he does, you know, if he performs certain actions, you know, close down, like, you know, imprison this guy or, you know, close this media. Uh, but the, the, the problem is that the protests and, you know, the uh, whole unease is based on objective economic and social factors. You know, the economics is getting much, much worse. Uh, you know, the COVID response, 
uh, even though they try to uh, uh, like now we're, we're facing this big problem actually in Russia because like yeah we have this vaccine which seemingly is okay it's a normal vaccine oh, this, but people yeah. don't vo- don't want to vaccinate because of the because the messages they've been getting from you know from the government from Putin himself uh, are kind of like very uh, disparate because like at one point he was like oh yeah it's very important to like COVID is a serious thing. But then, you know, next week he's like, oh, but actually, oh, they need to vote for me to become a lifelong the fucking, that's not, that's inconvenient that they can't really go out. Oh, okay, COVID is gone. Fine. Go and oh, vote. really? See, so, I would think that because the, the, the Sputnik vaccine, the Russian vaccine, they said is like 90% effective, right? Which is really yeah, no, good. It's, it seems would, like it's really normal vaccine. And then, you know, I would the think he would be proud. Job. You know? But then, I, yeah, I mean, we are. But the, the point is that, uh, the messages, you know, the signals that the government yeah. uh, sends out, they're kind of like, we already, we won the COVID. We did it like better than anyone in the world, even though ah. uh, statistically it's worse, you know, because if we, uh, you know, the recent, um, the recent um, like study shows, because uh, like at the end of the year, uh, when like the statistic, like Russian statistics agency, uh, they published the information like births and deaths and everything, right? Yeah. And this is the only... Uh, you know, because like you can you can uh, fiddle with the um, COVID date itself. It says, "Oh, do we count the people who died of COVID, but not because of co- like yes. because of COVID, but after having COVID or during having COVID or other causes?" Because this is all uh, like uh, th- this uh, has been happening. You know, a lot of kind of like lowering the numbers. But when you look, but there is one agent like state agency which doesn't lie is this one this like the ross stat like the statistical agency who just says like this many people died okay this year it's like a and if we count and if we count uh you know like in relation to the population how many like excess deaths excess death rate in like for the, the period of the pandemic in russia it is worse uh than everywhere where it's been counted it's worse I in read america that. It's worse than in Britain. Uh, well, there are other countries like Mexico, India, that we didn't really publish, uh, you know, this full um, statistics. But of the countries which has published, like this is the worst. And th- that's the problem. But but they're saying, okay, we're not going to have a third wave. We're not going to have anything. It's all fine. And so people are like, well, if we want, why vaccinate? We don't really believe in this. Yeah. You know, so. That's what happened with India. And that's why they're where they are. So yeah, as you're yeah. saying, I did read that, that they said out of every 1,000, I mean, sorry, every 100,000 people, I think 313 deaths. Died. Yeah, in From Russia, which, which would make it higher than the U.S. by a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, like, by per capita, yeah. It would per be capita, higher, yeah. but the numbers have not, been, as you said, not been reported uh, accurately. They've just kind of written written into different sort of, like, cause of death is not COVID and so on and so on. Yeah. But if you, like, this is, like, this is something that you can't really argue, like, the overall statistics. Because, you know, how many people die is important for the tax office. So, you can't, yes. you can't, you can't need to know. that. <laughs> you got to collect the money. So what poisoned. is it? Yeah. So Putin's just hoping that N- the Navalny situation goes away, but he's going to keep him in prison. What's Navalny's side hoping? Are they hoping he gets let out? Are they hoping that, I mean, does any, does he think that foreign no, nobody, governments? Nobody believes, no, no, nobody believes that he will be, uh, he will be let out of prison on like parole or whatever. Like it's not, uh, like they, everybody's pretty sure that he will stay until the end of his term, um, which will be in like two, two uh, years and something from now. Oh, okay. Um, two more years. Yeah. So, uh, and now I don't think they have a plan now because it's it just came very quick. You know the whole situation with the extremist thing. So now I think uh, two or three more people who are like running the organization moved abroad just to be able to kind of. Uh, well, keep Stay the organization safe. going, you know, yeah. just kind of like to to run the digital side of it and um, YouTube channel and everything, because of course they would be arrested as well. Um, and and uh, for now up? they stopped, and now they stopped. Um, well, basically uh, they got rid of the symbolics and you know the logo and stuff uh, because uh, legally these organizations, like regional centers, are decentralized, so it's not one organization. Um, so as long as there's no kind of symbolics like logos, which will soon become extremists, like it's sort of like a swastika, um, 
like they will keep can keep going up to a you know certain point and not just kind of put the lives of activists directly in danger you know yeah so yeah so for now and for now i think that's the only plan is kind of just to minimize the you know, losses and kind of see how how it's possible to regroup and so on and so on what about renaming mm. themselves hamas and then they can still donate money and no <laughs> sorry what about they rename themselves Hamas and then they can get money? Yeah, like, or yeah, maybe maybe they can get money through your Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon. Speaking okay. of guys, yes. we got to take an ad break right here. We have before we get to our ads, we got a couple great shows. We are the world's smartest. We are part of the world's smartest podcast network. That includes three shows total. Us right here, Lost in America. Also, Andrew Heaton, professional comedian Andrew Heaton. Um, Formerly of the Reason Network, people might know him from there, has a from great Blaze. show called uh, the, the Political, Political Orphanage. Orphanage. This week he has on Steve Krakauer. Uh, they talk about the po- uh, press and politicians. How sorry, I just got this two seconds ago. <laughs> I talked fourth watch editor Steve Krakauer about how the press and politicians should be skeptical of each other instead of buddies with each other. Okay. And Andrea Jones uh, Roy, Dr. Andrea Jones Roy, has a future show coming soon. Gigantic guest. Secret project. We can't discuss that name, but it's can't be say good. who the guests are, but go to worldsmartestpodcastnetwork.com for all the latest. Find out about them. And now, Kaplan, a word from your local sponsor. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Thank you, sponsors. You You guys are the best. You support us. Keep well, us alive and tell, well, because we're not getting, you know, I mean, God bless our 50 Patreon subscribers, but besides them, everyone else needs to pull their weight. Kaplan, well, maybe people in Russia who are scared to donate to Navalny's cause now, because they don't want to be extremists, send that money to us. We're clearly Putin's fanboys here, so it's going to be okay. You won't get in trouble. So <laughs> Patreon. And then maybe we'll, we could be the intermediary. Yes. Or is that <laughs> a bad idea? Are they going to run foreign agents on, on our scroll? Or do we? Well, that? you are foreign agents. We by are. definition. <laughs> Yes. No. <laughs> so it's not an insult. It's an accurate description. Well, to be an agent, yeah. I think someone would have needed to hire us. So right. we are right. unemployed. For, We're for trying Mono. to become foreign agents. That's yeah. our maybe, I, maybe, maybe I'm one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah who knows? Um, so so yeah. what about what about Ukraine? So this also seems in my head to be tied to uh, Putin losing popularity. From what I read in Crimea in 2013 or 14, I think it was at 14. 2014. Well, 13, 14. Yeah, 14 is the time when the actual... 2013, 14. Putin decided to send in Russian troops and take Crimea, which I had to look up on a map. It's basically an island or maybe a peninsula in the Black Sea, correct? It's a peninsula with a very very narrow pass. So who controls the pass controls the whole thing, mate. Ah, okay. So he went over there and took Crimea away from Ukraine and said, this is ours now. And from what I read, it was a time when the economy was not very good at that time. Uh, Putin's popularity was not very good and he needed a win. So he said, to show my supporters that I'm still powerful, I'll just go take this and pump up my ratings. So um, as as our former president (laughs) would call poll numbers. Um, So is that is that now because now Putin's put troops at the border of the Ukraine, uh, Ukraine again. Is that the idea again, maybe that? He needs to take a little more Ukraine. Uh, just, uh, well, maybe maybe Ukraine is his like secret resource. He just yeah. like oh, <laughs> yeah. going back to the well. To, I need more popularity. So uh, if uh, I need to get more popularity, so soon there's going to be less Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> wondering. <laughs> Until there's no Ukraine left, and then we're going to have to. <laughs> we have yeah. yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Like I think it's it's in this at this moment in 2014. It was completely decided. Like this, basically the predicament for Russia was very clear because then he chose to not be seen as a legitimate leader. He, well, he chose like, the, so he had these two ways. One of these ways is like he will be seen for, as the dictator for the rest of his life by the West, by, you know, all the other countries, by, uh, you know, like a certain, uh, uh, he, he will terrify all of Russia's neighbors as well, like yes. former Soviet countries. Um, uh, so this is one path uh, and he will obviously have to stay in power forever so that he's um, 
like war crimes will be never sort of you know like he won't be on trial prosecuted uh and uh the second path was you know something else but uh, it would be possible for him to kind of even even though by on, at this point he already kind of uh had this uh thing with medvedev Medvedev was for four years and he came back and everybody was like oh come on like i mean yeah like legally this can be possible but we know what's happening yeah to take but, to know, become president again or, yeah to uh, become president it was a fork again. in the road so, moment you're saying he had a chance yeah to yeah, yeah, be yeah legitimate so he like if, if he didn't take Crimea, like there was um uh, like a chance of him kind of still being seen as legitimate leader and maybe like transferring power to somebody else yes but since he did that he chose this he chose like militarist rhetoric he chose sort of like uh uh, uh the 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 like becoming like sort of like a father of russia like a character who's like a you know like a strong strong man dictator like fidel whatever. castro or Mao Zedong yeah, or something yeah, like that yeah so yeah so basically then this happened i don't know about now i don't think that this would work uh, considering that uh, at this point it wasn't yet clear how bad the economics was uh, in 2014 because there were no sanctions, no nothing. Uh, like they kind of they predicted some sanctions and they followed, and basically the economy hasn't been growing in like 11 years. Yes. Uh, so at this point it was like five years. Now everybody knows that you know like another war. Like people, I, I'm not sure that uh, it, since especially since people don't see any. Uh, reason for this war because like somebody shot somebody at the border is not a reason for the war you know like uh, it's just like something that happens is that a story i I missed that story no no i mean like nobody actually was like some some there there were some like messages from both sides that somebody's uh uh, oh they were shooting you know they were shooting but this one happens everywhere you know between us between usa and canada i'm sure (laughs) we shoot we have a lot of Shootouts at the border with the Canadians. whenever whenever Biden we, needs a win politically, he goes and shoots a couple people in Toronto. It's such an yeah. easy win, too. The Canadians don't have guns at the border. There's a joke. The Canadians will say, Oh, the, the people from that side were shooting. And you're like, Oh, yeah, no, the Canadians were shooting. Canadians, no, we're not. Yeah, yeah, we, we can't don't have guns. We <laughs> literally can't do it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I like it. Doesn't look like look now that it's uh, the realistic scenario. I I've, like when they when there were like kind of these troops uh, gathering on the board next to the border. I like I was one of these people who said no, like nothing will happen. It's just like it's just a show of strength, maybe a show of strength to see what Biden does because it was at the time where he was also addressing these issues with Russia. Uh, it was a show of strength to Europe, to to America. Yeah, kind of to see how they react, um, something like this. Um, uh, I I didn't think that would be like Putin. I think Putin is not yet yet for now. He's not that insane, like you know, to start another war. Like I don't think many of many people who support him would see it as reasonable even. So he was kind of uh, testing the limits of his own power to see if yeah, I do this, like what this. will Europe do, and what if they'll America do nothing. Do? Then I might yeah. as well do it. What about this? The one thing I read that his reasoning for what, or, or like the the theory as to how he might reason taking part of Ukraine again was that there's uh, there's a portion of Ukraine where he had the he had the troops called is it Babu ba something with a B man I have to look it up but um. Anyway, he was gonna take. Uh, oh, Donbass. Sorry, Donbass. Oh, yeah, Donbass yeah. Don, Don, Don is yeah. Is this part which is now kind of like, uh, like it, it's kind of independent, but it's like it's not kind of like, it's like it's basically controlled by Russia. And this it's, was, but it's part yeah. of Ukraine. Yeah, and his move was very interesting to me. They said in 2019 he went. He gave 200,000 people in Donbass who are Russia sympathizers. They're, they live in yeah. Ukraine, but they're the, loyal the, to Russia. The Russian he descent. gave them Russian citizenship. Yeah. So yeah. that if the, even though they're in Ukraine, so that if Ukrainian government did anything to them, he could say that was an attack on Russia and then he could um, invade. 
Is that? Yeah. Well, I, mean, know, like, there, I think there were many reasons why he why he di- did give them Russian passports because just because they didn't have any passport, like they, they couldn't go to Ukrainian because the Ukrainian authority de facto doesn't exist there, so they couldn't like oh. prolong their Ukrainian passport. It's basically yeah, it's like a, a separatist territories which are still kind of recognized as part of Ukraine by the whole world, but Russia recognizes them as two separate entities. Uh, but de- like de facto, they're Russian troops. It's all controlled by Russia. Russia, do, like d- uh, there are dotations from Russia. Uh, they all come to Russia for work and so on. And they issue their own passports, their own documents, but they're kind of useless, you know. To oh, any, like, see, they didn't tell so, yeah. us that part of the story in the Western media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, have, they have passports of these countries, which, and they, these passports don't, are not worth anything anyway, you know, to anybody. So that, that kind of just makes sense that they basically like it's the same economic space as Russia now. So yeah. they get the Russian passports, of course. Um, yeah, uh, that's actually an interesting story because I knew I know uh, personally um, a journalist from one of the bigger biggest like um, uh, well like channels media networks who went to investigate there uh, this military camp and caused quite a stir. Uh, in like uh, Russia and I think in uh, abroad as well, uh, because they kind of drove right to the, into the middle of the the the, the camp because nobody stopped them because everybody was like for some reason they nobody like, like they weren't allowed to do it but nobody stopped them and so they're just kind of driving to the camp and film everything and they're like you know uh, like you know like children's. Uh, like a sports playground and all the soldiers are kind of doing push-ups there and just, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Literally, just they just see, you know, all the stuff. Like, they didn't see anything secret, of course, but, like, technically they weren't allowed to be there, but nobody really stopped them, so they're just, okay, we'll film that. And that's in the Donbass region of Ukraine? No, no, this is in the uh, Voronezh, like this military camp that they set up in Voronezh region next to the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. And what about, so that's interesting. So you think that all of these, that fork in the road theory, I'd never heard before that you, that all of the, all of Putin's actions now are informed by what he, his decision he made in 2014, that this is like a never look back situation decision. This is, if I'm taking Crimea, the West is going to hate me forever. I can now never leave office. And right. so that's why Navalny is the ultimate uh, threat because if Navalny's team gets power, Putin loses power. And now if he's not leader anymore, he's going to the Hague. He has war crimes on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got I think it's I think for him it's even worse than that. Because like this is this looks like an unlikely situation anyway that Navalny's uh, Navalny gets power. But even uh, I think we're at this point, and Putin thinks he's at this point, even if he brings back Medvedev or something, like even if he bring if he brings back somebody Some, who uh, he considers loyal. Yeah. That still might, uh, still might, uh, you know, be a bad decision for him for a very simple reason. For now, uh, like the economics is going worse and worse and worse, uh, going to shit basically. Uh, and the simplest way to boost the economics and to actually make it to grow is uh, to make peace with the whole world and to kind of announce, even if cosmetic liberalization. And somebody like Medvedev would, for example, do this. Uh, and then the, the sanctions would be lifted. And this president, this president, whoever he would be, if he just get, got the economy to grow after 11 years of it going down, he would be immensely more popular than Putin. Right. And then, instantly. And then, he, could, then he could give Putin over. Or he could turn uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he Putin thinks now he's, uh, he can't, he trust can't really trust. He can't really entrust this post to anyone. And are the, the sanctions, do you, do you think the sanctions are the biggest reason for the economy or is it the oil prices or is it both? No, or? it's all, it's all, to, it's all yeah. together, but sanctions, they affect a lot of things. The sanctions, they kind of stifle the technological kind of the apply, the, the applying of like technology, Western technology, because Russia is still like in, for all of the spheres, a vast majority of technology is imported. So sanctions, no, sanctions play a big part, but also uh, the, the the biggest part is of course the lack of development in the f- like the first period of Putin's power, like 2000 to 2010, like more or less, because that they didn't create like they just kind of they were buying a lot of stuff, just exchanging 
oil right. and gas but to like technology industries. and like all this stuff and the economy didn't really grow um uh naturally it wasn't like there weren't created like institutions for you know keeping the private property safe and so on and so on and don't people keep um, leaving the country like i read that like seventy thousand yeah. people who are considered like scientists or leading you know educated people left the country last year and that that's like a Russian like brain drain they call it I think where it's just like yeah 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 it's happening every year and harder, I think harder it's to, increased yeah. increased over the last several years yeah and Putin just um, turned it around because he can't change yeah, it now yeah. this point as you said. yeah but I think I think Putin doesn't see um, no I mean he, he, I'm sure he thinks about it but I'm sure that he doesn't see like this is a realistic option to transfer power even to somebody who is his ally at the moment. Wow. So you think he's in for life as long as until they literally pull him out. He's in his bunker. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. And what about, do you think that uh, the Belarus situation is obviously still pretty volatile for him? Pretty up in the air. We talked to Misha Kalin a lot on this podcast. Mm -hmm. He's a comedian Mm -hmm. in, in uh, Minsk. Yeah. I met him in Moscow. Yeah. Oh, you did. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Misha was tell- hopeful, at least. He said he was hopeful that this could be almost a situation where um, uh, Lukashenko goes down in Belarus, Putin goes down in Russia sometime soon, and they both kind of fall together. Do you see any situation where that, from your perspective? Um, I see it as um, unlikely for one, uh, for this reason. In Belarus, like Belarus showed, uh, you know, a very depressing thing, at least to me, that even if, because the difference now is that in Belarus, uh, basically the majority of people understood that you know the elections were fake and so they're they understood that as their right complete completely their right to go out and protest because they everybody felt like more than half of the people in quite a small country and kind of yeah they felt that they've been robbed of something and they were uh, uh, angry about this of course and they went on the street but because uh, the protest was peaceful which is likely to happen in all the post-soviet countries uh like peaceful they don't have um, uh they don't have uh firearms they don't have anything and they are kind of uh uneasy about you know making a protest violent hmm. um and also because the police the army they have no they they have no separate kind of um, they're completely under control of the centralized power uh, in in Russia and Belarus. So nothing like what happens in Latin America, for example, can happen here, when they're kind of uh, or, or Egypt or something where like the army is like a separate entity. Yes, and they and- have their own code of ethics, and you know, for better or for worse, you know, they're a subject. They're nectar in Russia and Belarus, they're not nectar. So basically, a million like in, in Belarus, it showed like hundreds of thousands of people go on the street, uh, like march towards the presidential palace, and then they just put a line of like heavily armed people here, and they're just saying, like, you're not, you're not, you, you shall not pass, you know. Yeah. And people are like, well, you know, they have our, they have firearms, we don't. What are we going to do? You know, like nobody will just run, you know, no uh, to, be, to be shot. Yeah. Uh, and that's and that's Belarus. And that's in Belarus. It's much uh, so uh, much more people um, don't support Lukashenko much more. It's much more compact. There are no distances like in Russia. Um, so even in oh, this you mean like even ge- geographical distance? Yeah, yeah. Geographical How big distance. the country is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in, in general, like that, that looked like an ideal situation to overthrow him, but it still didn't work. And yeah, in right. Russia, it's still, you know, I think still about 50% will still vote for Putin regardless of like, even if they get a fair election. So he could if, win a fair election. It would just be close is what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. He would win yeah, like yeah, a legitimate course. election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, and if it ever got to the point. Yeah, even if they get like Navalny on like TV and so on, he will tell, he will kind of all these investigations about how many like Putin's friends, how much they uh, stole, uh, how much they stole from the budget and so on and so on. Uh, they will still be a lot of people who will still vote for Putin because they will say, oh, like, everybody steals. It's fine. You know, like, yes. Uh, yeah, there's like, those literally. people always exist. So it's much, much closer here in Russia. And it will take like even if Lukashenko falls, which I hope he does, uh, it will happen much sooner. and It won't affect Russia this much. Um, I think in Russia, 
for the next 10 years, I guarantee nothing will happen. Well, it almost feels like for Lukashenko to fall in Belarus, Putin has to fall. If there's no Putin, there's no Lukashenko because Putin is the one supporting him. Right. Well, yeah, probably, but there, but this will never happen. Like Putin will I never see. fall. Could cut, Putin could cut his losses with Belarus and say, "I'm not going to support you anymore if it doesn't look good." Whereas yeah, he's not going to come, you know, himself. He's going to dig in. So. Or, or he could just that could be his next win. He could just take over Belarus and say, "Lukashenko, you're now the governor of Belarus, but it's it's part of Russia." I, I don't yeah. think I don't think Putin needs another like five million people who, who know how to protest. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. You got to take over a country of docile people. Who don't yeah, like yeah, yeah. Take over this podcast first. Yes, right? we're apathetic. We'll support you. <laughs> um, and then I read about the economy-wise. Obviously, I know you guys were just talking about it, but it's it's tough to. Um, I, was the 2014 move also a fork in the road for the economy? Because what I read is that Russia has uh, deliberately, on purpose, designed the economy to where they're no longer, there's not a lot of foreign trade. They're not as heavily invested in foreign money, for American dollars, foreign trade, because of the fact that if they are invested in that, it can always get sanctioned and then they lose. Yeah. So it's more in, in t- uh, focused on like in-country investments, but which on one hand is good. It protects the country from foreign sanctions, but on the bad side, there's only so much you can do. There's a yeah, of course. How, yeah. Much, how far you can go. It was like the, the foreign investments are limited and now we live in a globalized economy and, you know, no one can escape that. And it was China for whatever, like how, no matter how like politically, like uh, like how insulated can be politically, how kind of uh, uh, different the political system, no matter how different it is from the Western political system, it's still a globalized economy. It enjoys a lot of foreign investment, uh, which Russia uh, doesn't, uh, does to an extent, but not nearly the same. Yeah, no matter what China does. I mean, even Biden will still say, Trump would say it. They go, well, we're, you know, we're still going to do business with them, but just well, don't do important. that again. Yeah. Would be like the, that's kind of the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just every time they can, oh, they stole our technology as well. Well, it's, it's fine. It's okay. Don't it's, do it next time. I told them not to do it time. next time. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point because China, we can't really live without China. Is economy, yeah, you know, totally. Whereas Russia is not interlaced at all, as the same to the same effect. I mean, yeah, 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 not nearly, nearly the same. Yeah. What about mm. this idea? So when the sanctions just happened, um, the U.S. the U.S. sanctioned Russia. Russia sanctioned U.S. back about a month ago, and these were based off the um, the solar, solar winds, winds yeah. right? The solar winds yes, hack yes, yes. that mm-hmm. we talked about on this podcast. Yeah. We broke the story. Um, heard it here first. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russian agents uh, broke whatever hacked into U.S. U.S. businesses. The United States, with Biden in charge, in March, put sanctions onto Russia, but they were pretty small. It was like ten diplomats, a couple of yeah, people. yeah, yeah. Um, and then a little bit of like, oh, American businesses can't buy into Russian bonds, which there wasn't much of that happening anyway. Your parents didn't buy you Russian bonds when you were a kid, or no? That was not part. No, that was grandkids. Been in Natalie just Sparks to, on Russia. Just to play, just to play with. If if they bought it, it would yeah. be just to play with just because I don't think to play with the bond, very toy. useful for anything else. <laughs> We're gonna and send then, our people bond Russian bonds as a money back guarantee on the Patreon. yeah as a money back guarantee. <laughs> and then Russia. So then Putin the next day did the exact same thing. He kicked out ten American diplomats, and I don't know if he sanctioned American bonds or what. But it was kind of like a little bit. But what interesting that came out of this is both Biden and Putin said that they would be interested in a summit, a face-to-face meeting sometime soon to decide how they can work together going forward. Has that been in the news at all in Russia? Or is that any idea there? Yeah, yeah, but in Russia, in Russia, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's on Russian news. Russian news are actually very funny if you look at them, like you know, kind of just if you're not in this situation, but you look at it like from a third person perspective, you sort of it's it's really funny how they kind of they try to um, kind of the the the, the whole great like machine of like propaganda and like new all the news outlets state media outlets they all kind of have just one purpose is to just make putin look cool 
<laughs> like yes, literally. That's like, what I would do if I were a No, no, but for example, like recently, uh, he basically he made um, um, the 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 May holidays because we have this May holidays, which is like first of May is like an old like a spring and Labor Day, which was very popular in Soviet Union, May other Day. countries as well. It is the first of May, and uh, the ninth of May is the victory over Germans in the Second World War. Uh, so it and it was always kind of like two little bits of holiday like three days and three days or something and he just came out and said well uh, i make it uh the national holidays like non-working days like 10 or 11 days oh and everybody, nice and and and, and everybody's like, great so who's yes. gonna pay for this and he's like yeah the employers will so, oh <laughs> wait they're paid holidays they're forced wow. to be off yeah, 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 yeah the whole so, so basically first. there is this joke going around i think you already did this a few times before so the joke the the, the joke is like uh, uh putin walks into a bar and says everybody gets a beer and the bartender's paying <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's, not willing to, he's not willing to pay for it he's just he's, yeah 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 and but, but moreover moreover the, the thing is that he's not even it's not even in his competence like something like this can be done by the guy like the the minister the cabinet of minister the, the prime minister should do it but of course you know uh in 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 their kind of twisted mind is like that putin will seem more cool if he's kind of just like bestowing this upon people he's like you can do what you like go have a barbecue you know yeah, yeah yes i poisoned uh the guy you like yes he's on a hunger strike in prison about <laughs> but, tonight, but yeah. i'm giving hear me out you get nine yeah. days vacation coming up soon <laughs> do the kids still have to go to school or those school days uh no they are also like no not they don't go to school no oh so i'd be out for that i want my kids in school and i went off work that's <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't enjoy that i would not yeah. enjoy no that's not a holiday <laughs> did putin say yeah guess what navalny wouldn't that. give you this if he was in charge i could tell you that much he wants you yeah. to work oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't believe in weekends <laughs> so just so so yeah just coming back to the biden thing so as, as i said like it's all kind of about like making putin look cool and so it looked like on Russian news, it was just like, oh, Biden accused Putin of something, like Putin, that he said that he's like a murderer. Yes. Uh, and so, and, and Putin made this kind of like uh, uh, statement. He said like, oh, yeah, I, like, let's, I, I will have a debate with him or something like this. Like I would, I would kind of, let's, let, let's just meet or whatever. I, I don't think they can meet because now they can't, like, it's hard for them to meet in person, but I don't think either of them know how to use technology. So yeah, I think have a Zoom. Kind of... <laughs> Zoom would be tough for a couple a of Zoom with Zoom. Sleepy Joe Biden and Vlad Putin. <laughs> yeah. Like That's nobody would want, nobody, nobody would donate to Patreon if they did the podcast. <laughs> that would be a great pod. They, yeah. they would not go to number one at our meeting. I'll tell you that much. Like this show. But Trump and Putin could do it, could have done a pod. That would have been no. Yeah, that that they been could so. be number one in Belarus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if Trump and Putin did <laughs> All right. So we think it's just a couple more years in prison for Navalny is basically the plan, mm, right? Yeah, yeah, more or less. And he's eating again now, or is he he gave up? Yeah, yeah, because right? uh, they they allowed the doctors in uh, to the like to to in uh, to treat him, so he oh, stopped the, so. the hunger strike. Yeah. Ah. Oh, I had this question too, and maybe this is my last one. How is he? I know that he's getting messages out to his followers, and you said it's yeah. through his lawyers. Yeah, through um, the lawyers. Which goes back to another assumption in the United States: is if, if you with us, if you go to a Russian prison. You don't have it's a you don't have any lawyers. You don't see anybody. You're just in there wet, waiting to die. But that's not the case. His lawyers can come in, check him out. Send no, I mean, him. like according to the law, they can see him uh, quite often actually. But uh, it's just it wouldn't like as same as like you can have you can get the doctor. You can get a lot of things. Uh, but uh, they uh, but one one of the things why he actually he. Um, uh, went on a hunger strike is that uh, like it really was like pretty much like a torture for, for him, you know, for him personally, like they wouldn't yes. allow a family in, they wouldn't allow lawyers in. And also they had, they did this thing uh, that uh, even before, even though there was no precedent of this, they, they just said, 
like uh, he was he defined in like you know like in in, in inside the prison code there is this kind of label that you put on the in, uh, like an inmate which is kind of like he's uh, likely to escape or something like this <laughs> yeah. oh, even yeah. though he never actually he never actually tried to escape of course like uh, and they likely put to it, escape this, prison yeah yeah a Russian yeah, like prison like really to easy escape. to escape yeah. I imagine <laughs> so he kind do they have like, a lot of breaks. Uh, so you have to kind of uh, keep a close eye on this one. And it's not just keeping a close eye. It literally means this. You're uh, every hour, a special uh, officer comes and checks on you. You have a minder. Loudly. So basically he was sleeping. Oh. And every hour, a guy would come and say, prisoner Navalny is like here. He's not escaped. Like, and, like the time cool is unusual punishment. So basically he would be woken up. Every hour, every it's three a.m. in the morning. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Every hour, you're in the middle of a nice dream, you're dreaming. Yes, of yes. That chicken. Yes. <laughs> the guy wakes yeah. you up. Uh, oh, that's so, uh, I, I thought he was on. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that was one of the reasons. So it's kind of like it's not just imprisonment, but it's also like torture. Um, I, yeah, I thought he went on a hunger strike to protest Amnesty International taking away his Prisoner of Conscience Award. I knew and this was going to be it. I was about to remind you, Cap, if you didn't ask about this. This so, is, and I said, let's go out on this topic. Yeah. But, but yeah, what is that? Oh, like, did you? Did, was that news in Russia? That to even he got canceled. Navalny got canceled in Western society because of his uh, anti of past st- statements. Was it anti LGBTQIA plus? No, 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 it's not LGBTQ. It's because uh, he was a member of like a like it, it wasn't a nationalist nationalist movement as such, but it was a movement. Uh, one of the uh, political uh, goals uh, of which was uh, to uh, stop or to kind of control illegal immigration and illegal immigration uh, from like other. Uh, Soviet republics such as like Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, and so on. Yeah, and so it was related to that. How he he kind of he he had did the statement, made the statements, uh, which were like kind of oh stop these kind of Tajiks coming here and so on. Something I just like find this. it hilarious. Cap and I were talking about this. This guy is in a Russian prison. He's on a mm-hmm. hunger strike. He's about to die, and then the internet in America cancels him. Well, because because Putin like, did like a. Yeah, I he, think the guy's been canceled enough. <laughs> he literally has been put in prison. I don't think he's the top of his mind. Poisoned, not, put in prison. Yeah, it's not I, what American bloggers think of his. Uh, like, like his actions aren't woke enough. Yeah, I, I mean, it's an amazing thing. Like Putin, I guess, did like almost like a disinformation camp. Got the, got the word out there to like our the bots on Twitter or whatever. So it was like a thing where people saw these statements, and then Amnesty yeah, International actually yeah. got pressured, probably mostly by bots and. And useful really? idiots. Yeah, because I, yeah, I didn't, didn't even know this. They, can't, they took away his I knew, award. I knew of the, I knew of their decision, but I didn't know that it caused such a thing in in uh, in uh, the United States. Probably, oh, probably. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down, everyone! <laughs> this is the man you're supporting." Meanwhile, he's yeah. dying in prison. <laughs> Yeah. Do not support this man. We need to get until he apologizes. I think they're, they're, like, I mean, they're, they're like, okay, so we can't support this man because he's against the people of Tajikistan. Yes, we have no idea what or where Tajikistan exactly. is, but he doesn't like them. It's horrible. They were demanding an apology. I said, I don't think he's going to hear your message. He's dying in prison. Nelson Mandela, for inst- for one, was was against uh, trans bathroom rights. I know that. <laughs> Cancel him next, bots. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's the episode, everybody. Oleg, thank you so much for doing Stay it. Stay safe, sure man. Thank you so much for thank you. continuing to do this podcast. I'm sure we'll have you back on soon. If I'm if I'm suddenly, if I'm suddenly, if you suddenly you can't reach me, you can start worrying. Yeah. If Sounds you end good. up in prison, <laughs> promise to go on a hunger strike until we reach four hundred dollars in Patreon subscribers. Please. Yeah, I'll just go on a hunger strike. <laughs> I'll just go on a hunger strike until they bring the chicken. <laughs> that's gonna be a very short hunger strike. Kaplan, uh, that's it. What should we do? Uh, this is great, man. Look, I, mean, I think it's time we get lost. Get lost.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.